0: Hello and welcome to the Four Pillars Podcast. Join us for a quick 10 minute talk show where in each episode we speak to an individual about their experiences, improving one of the four pillars to a healthy life, mainly the heart, mind, body, and spirit. Today we're talking to Sam Blakely. How are you doing?
1: Not so bad, Jay, thanks for having me on. How are you?
0: Yeah, doing great, doing good. It's nice to talk to to the
1: psychology geek. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Likewise. So Sam, where did you get your, uh, your education from? What do you what did you study and what do you do now?
1: I'm in the, the UK, I got a, a bachelor's degree in psychology at the University of Manchester. And then I've spent the last, must be eight years now teaching psychology at what we would call sixth form college age, what you would call the last two years of high school, it seems <laughs> from our conversation. Um, so yeah, sort of pre, Pre, under undergraduate i suppose is what you might call what i teach
0: awesome cool and what is like your your specialty
1: and what classes do you teach right now we uh i mean it's it's pure psychology and with that we teach 11 separate sort of different topics but in my own personal interest and the the ones that i i like the most i really like the biopsychology side the kind of neurology neuroscience side of things and i'm also really as a secondary um love getting into topics of free will and determinism which luckily we do get to teach at a level so it's quite nice uh, giving 17 year olds existential crises on a monday morning (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: awesome i'm glad you guys are able to talk in the u.s we don't have that we you really can't talk about those things it's crazy
1: can you is there is there psychology classes before university or college in the u.s
0: it's like it's an elective so some kids like enroll in it Um, but like I said it's like history and systems mostly and maybe a little bit abnormal but never goes into like the really deep subjects
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's great I mean there's a lot I mean I've never been to the US but as you can imagine most of my cultural influences are are American that's just the way it is in the UK yeah
0: (laughs) that's crazy so how are your students handling the
1: covid situation like what's the experience like over there right now it's a it's a real variety yeah i mean we obviously i think pretty much like the u.s went into lockdown in march and it was for my year 13s they're the ones who were just leaving it was sort of a mixed blessing because they didn't have to do their exams um but then we had a controversy about the exam results because we as teachers essentially had to assign them grades but then they were altered by our bosses and then that was altered by the government and then it was altered back. So for the year 13s that was a, a real mixed blessing, but then for the year 12s who I'm now teaching in their final year, there were some who did every task we set them. We, we were still setting them work every every day, every week, uh, and some who just went completely off the map and I, I basically tried to let them have that. You know, Some of them are carers, some of them don't have Wi-Fi properly at home, all kinds of issues. So it's really hit some people and other people seem to have thrived i think yeah
0: do you think that the students are pretty um discouraged do you think there's a like a depression anxiety setting in i know we're seeing it here
1: almost certainly um it's almost the norm though i find for for students at that sort of age you know it's it's so common every every week it seems like we get another email from our sort of student support managers saying oh by the way so and so is having problems don't mention it to them but just so you know uh in in run up to exams you see a a decent proportion of people losing a lot of weight you know really taking it pretty hard so i think it's it's a difficult enough time as it is for a million reasons
0: that's true do you think that like one of the things i wanted to talk about was what is one of the biggest issues youth of today face? Do you think this has affected it or is it
1: just more of the same thing? I think it's a whole different problem. I, I, think, I think the bigger problem that the youth of today face is, is probably what they've faced for the last, or what the, the different generations of youth have faced for the last few decades, which is an, increasing num- an increasingly small amount of the job market, which is actually um, good for your essence which is actually uh, you know has meaning to it you know everything's service industry or it's it's num- push, putting numbers into computers you know that that, that sort of thing and uh, as my in my role my sort of pastoral role as a teacher i have to try to encourage people to choose career prospects and for those who don't know what they want to do i find it hard to turn the line of well you have to decide right now <laughs> you know because on the face of it it's, it's hard to choose one
0: yeah that's pretty crazy Um, so do you have a lot of students go into service roles then after high school
1: uh the vast vast majority of them go into university um and you can almost tell just by in the first few seconds of speaking to somebody who's not going to be going but it is it is especially in a school like mine it's a relatively high achieving school it's a well i don't know whether to call it a public school or what the the the, the wording i mean in the uk public school and private school both mean fee paying schools it's a free school it's not one that people pay for but it's a high achieving one so most people go to university but they'll be doing service jobs on the side and and most people go to university and do a a, a degree in something that interests them rather than a rather than a career thing and I, i'm fully behind that i think yeah.
0: Awesome. So in your experience right now, um, what is your advice for those who are struggling, specifically students or even just anybody um, with the depression, anxiety that everyone's facing right now?
1: I think especially when it comes to things like lockdown, what I found really helpful early on was just taking the pressure off. You know, I, I know that at various times and in the future, I'll look back and think, oh, wow, in the six months where I really wasn't working more than a couple hours a day I could have learned Spanish you know I could have learned to play the guitar I could have written that novel um but I'm a I've got a a three-year-old daughter and when when she was young when she was very young there was a a part where you had to have this this um mantra almost and I don't I don't know where I first heard it it was something like at the end of the day if you can say everybody's fed nobody's dead then you've it's a success you know you, you can't have an unproductive day with a three-month-old because as long as they're alive by the end of it you've had a more productive day than you would have done before they were born and I think during lockdown it's a similar sort of thing you know if you get through the day and you're still healthy at the end um, then for me I'm fine with it <laughs> you know I'm much more productive when I'm back at work and I've got two hours a day to be productive in
0: Yeah, definitely. I, during the whole COVID thing, um, I was let go of my job in December and then it just went crazy. And I graduated college um, and, oh man, in July and, or, yeah. And it, I just got my degree in industrial psychology. I was ready to go to grad school or even just go into a psychology, a psychology role somewhere. And everything changed. The whole job market changed. Recently, I just got a job at Amazon. Yeah. but (laughs) Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, we all will soon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, did you find that you picked up hobbies and so on over lockdown or was it just a case of just getting through to the next day intact?
0: That's what this is. I mean, honestly, Mm. that's that's what I'm doing right now with YouTube. I started, like my wife gave me a GoPro and I just started recording – motorcycle videos and wow yeah then then i got into this and i made a website and i'm writing a book i'm like
1: i'm just trying to do something (laughs) more more productive and fecund than ever before i mean that is the great thing it was it was just before i was turning 30 that i did start learning Spanish, started a podcast, and started going to a writing group. It was a case of, I'd like to have hobbies with products now. You know, like you can't really put your achievements on FIFA or, you know, f- uh, football games onto your CV yeah. or, you know, really be that proud of them. So that's, yeah, that's, I started podcasting. I do a film podcast, but um, it's just nice to have a product at the end of it, really. Seriously. That's awesome.
0: And, it's, it's such a, a, it's such an approachable thing with podcasts, um, that I don't yeah. think people understand.
1: I mean, you really don't need all this mic equipment, but it helps. <laughs> well, as I'm demonstrating, I, I know that I don't think the video of this is going out, but I had all my mic set up and it wasn't connecting with my laptop. So I'm just talking to you through my headphones right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. It's, it's really, it's fantastic. And it's, um, I got into podcasts about you know 12 13 years ago and through a very lengthy tenuous uh link that i won't get into long long story but it's basically how i ended up meeting my uh, future wife um you know so i feel like i've got a sort of kinship with, with, with podcast, and it's yeah it's nice so like sometimes you have a long conversation especially the sort of conversations you've been having on your show you'll have these conversations with friends and at the end of it you you wish you could have recorded it or at least noted down the things that you said and and it's nice that you can
0: it's true so other than, other than hobbies and such, um, what is something that people can do to maintain balance in their life?
1: Something I'm very uh, strongly in favor of, and this might go against the American ideal really, is to not set goals. That for me is a, one of my big goals in life. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm strongly opposed to, to smart targets and goals uh, as a way of life. I yeah. don't know if that offends if, if that offends your, um, you know, uh, cross-Atlantic ears or, or if that... I'm
0: sorry, can <laughs> you say <said> that <laughs> one more time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, I you know, I, I just don't set goals. And I don't know if that... Is that something that Americans can stomach as an idea? It just feels very American, this, you know.
0: It's very... it's I'll have to admit it, it is hard to hear that. Like, because we <laughs> <yeah, laughs> have the American ideology of uh, of setting goals and getting them accomplished whether it's invention or like, like the body, um, I'm sure you've seen American ads, but it's, it's competitive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's mind blowing actually, you know, obviously like, uh, we do get so much American culture here, but when you actually see authentic American TV and ads, it, it is actually another level of mind blowing. And in terms of the goal setting, I think what I mean by that essentially is that people often seem to choose the wrong, um, course for what will make them happy I don't think people really understand what will make them happy or often don't have that good a conception of what happiness is beyond momentary contentment or long-term contentment and you know I'm somebody who will never be objectively successful in a Jeff B saucy kind of way of this house, this car, you know, this, these abs, as <laughs> you can probably see, I'm not someone who's, you know, a physical embodiment of perfection. Um, but I do think I'm somebody who maintains a pretty steady level of contentment. And it is through deciding for myself sort of, you know, day by day, year by year, what makes me happy, what I want from life. And I've got everything I want. I've You know, I've not got a big house, but I've got a house that fits my family in it and uh, and a job that gives me the things that I need um and uh and i think in terms of finding a balance that's worthwhile because otherwise you know who are you doing it for really
0: yeah i totally agree i think it's something that a lot of americans need to understand and we all see i mean a lot of us are obese a lot of us are
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my hands up on that one as well to be honest <laughs> yeah
0: a I mean, lot of us have sugar
1: diets are really tasty. I yeah. know, it's hard to get past that. <laughs> it's true.
0: And even even if it's not obesity, it's it's uh, burnout, it's you know, mm. it's focusing too much on your image where you have a, a bad body image of yourself. Um, it's really valuable for people to just understand you need to calm down, look at what your life is right now, and, and find something that'll make you happy and and not only happy, but
1: calm, you know, like yeah. And I think I, the, the, the older I get, the more I realize that contentment is the goal as opposed to happy, because I don't want to live in a constant state of happiness. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> maniacal, just a constant, you know, <laughs> yeah. incredibly happy. So sort of. I, I, I couldn't live like that. But, um, you know, again, going back to the lockdown thing, I've been able to work from home a little bit and see my daughter. And, and then I went back to work for two weeks which was so surreal because I hadn't been without her, you know, for six months. And then this week I've been self-isolating. I had a bit of a cough. I almost certainly don't have the virus, but, you know, it was policy. So I'm just waiting for a test to come back. And it's felt even lovelier than ever to be with my daughter all that time. And that's sort of as close as I get to this constant state of happiness, even though, you know, I might still get annoyed that her toys are all over the place. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's me too i mean i have a son he's like a year and a half right now and oh congratulations thanks uh, how old's your daughter
1: three and a half oh okay three and a half yeah so, so she's running around a lot yeah so your son must be uh, must be uh, an absolute um danger calamity all around the house now at one and a half
0: yeah <laughs> but i mean i relate to you too like i got i got off of my job in december and then um you know we have unemployment because of the covid um mm. situation so that's helped us through and half of me is just like i feel like i'm betraying my family going back to work because we have this right. good thing going on and it's crazy it's different um but yeah and i think one thing history. we've
1: found one thing over lockdown i think most people have realized is that if you're left to decide what makes you happy minute by minute you'll end up not being happy by the end of the day you know if, if my partner and child go and visit you know my, my in-laws or something for a weekend I'm going to spend the entire time in my pajamas playing video games eating awful food and hate myself by the end of it but minute by minute that is exactly what I wanted to be doing that entire time and at the at the end it's awful whereas you know when I'm in my normal swing of working life it's I might get home quite late tired just enough time to get something to eat but I'm I'm content you know it's it's a strange happiness
0: That's true. That's where I'm happy is is working hard. And I think working for Amazon is going to give that to me, but
1: yeah, (laughs) they're very generous like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I appreciate talking to you today um, and learning more about where you're coming from, where you're at, especially with psychology and and talking to your students. Um, Is there anything else that you think you'd like to share right now? or Are you doing any
1: projects that people can follow? Nothing related to psychology but if you uh, if you do like films I've got a podcast called please watch this where we we end up finally watching films we ought to have seen years ago. I'd never seen Star Wars. that was episode one that we that we did my friend had never seen the Princess Bride wow. uh, that's that's you know feel free to come along. I mean Jay have you got a film that you know you ought to have seen by now that you just haven't? Oh there's so many.
0: I okay. Big Trouble in Little China. I need one.
1: <laughs> that's a fantastic <laughs> film. Yes, great choice. Great choice.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, so yeah. That's awesome. So, what is your
1: your podcast called? It's called Please Watch This. Okay. Um, so maybe maybe we'll get you on one time for Big Trouble in Little China. Kurt Russell oh, is yeah. finest. I would love that. Yeah. I love films. My
0: favorite is La La Land, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
1: know, I've never seen it. So maybe you could recommend that to me and, and tell me to please watch this. There we go. I've got your email address now, so it's, it's nailed on. There we go. Okay. Awesome.
0: <laughs> well, sweet. It was awesome talking to you. Um, if any of you are listening, please rate the podcast and share with friends. Um, mm, dude, sure it's very good. It's very good. I love it, what you're doing. Thank you so much. It's, it's a passion project. I hope it goes somewhere but <laughs> absolutely yeah.
1: and if it doesn't you've done it and you've still got it forever you know it's that's true, a, that's, a true that's a great point but yeah thank you for having me jay
0: yeah of course so check out sam's stuff uh rate the
1: podcast and share and hope everyone has a good day